Years back, Elise and I, we lived in Jerusalem. And every single night, we would see this park across the street from our apartment fill up with Orthodox in the evening. We had no idea what they were doing there. Until finally, someone explained to us that they were on dates and they needed to be in a public space to have their first date. And that by the end of the first date, they knew if they were going to get married. And that by date three, they were engaged. When I first heard this, my mouth, it hit the floor. I couldn't believe this because it was so radically different from how I grew up here in the United States. In the United States, our courtship, it takes place over months. Usually it takes place over years. And generally, when we talk about marriage, we say we are getting married because we love each other. We base the choice on an emotion, not on a set of behaviors. And over time, I realized that there was wisdom in what the Orthodox were doing. For the Orthodox, they both come into that first date having the same core mission and what they want out of life. And they have a set of behaviors that they've already agreed that they're going to stick to. So all they need to figure out is if there is chemistry there to make a match. For them, love and emotion is not the objective. Rather, it's the byproduct of their behavior. Conversely, here in the US, emotion is the objective. And we rarely talk about the behaviors that are sustainable to hopefully get us to that desired emotion down the road. Fundamentally, Judaism is not about leading with emotion. Judaism is about leading with behavior. This is why a person who gives sadaka and who acts like a mensch, but they might be unsure about God, or even if there is a God, would be considered a good Jew. Because what we care about is how a person acts. This week's Torah portion, Toldot, which means generations, is about behavior and the resulting emotions that come from that behavior. And how that behavior was seeded generations before and how the choices of this generation will then affect the generations to come. This week we have one of the more infamous stories in the Torah, where Jacob, guided by his mother Rebekah, dresses up like Esau to deceive his father. Deceive his father to receive the blessing from Isaac. The deception of Isaac, it enrages Esau and has him threaten to kill Jacob after he's done mourning for his father. And the question that we usually ask when we read this parsha is why does Rebekah convince Jacob to deceive his father? Or why does Jacob go through with it? What is driving him? When we ask this question, I don't believe it's the most important question to ask. And these are the type of questions that we normally ask in our society. We ask, what was that person's reason? What emotionally drove them to cheat on their partner? How could have Madoff lived with himself when he knew the people that he was deceiving and stealing from? And while we normally ask about the motivation behind a person's actions, this is the wrong question. Because the fact is, it usually doesn't matter what the person's motive is. What matters is the person's behavior. 
What matters is that the person cheated. What matters is what Madoff did. What matters is that Rebecca helped Jacob deceive his father. And it was this behavior that led to the deep divisions among the brothers. While each of us will have different emotional reasons for what we do, we are judged by our behavior. And it is our behavior that we pass on to those around us and those that come after us. Our behaviors are not confined just to our generation, but our behavior, it reverberates for generations to come. If we go back to the very beginning, we see Abraham deceiving Abimelech, stating that Sarai is his sister, not his wife. And Abraham, he continues to deceive his own son Isaac by not telling him why he's taking him to the mountain to sacrifice him. We pass our behaviors to our children, and then Isaac acts the same as his father, and he says that Rebekah is not his wife, but his sister. So it's only fitting that in this week's Torah portion, we see Isaac's wife, Rebekah, and his son, Jacob, deceive him. Levon then deceives Jacob and has him marry the wrong daughter. And as we continue to travel in the Torah into the future, we see Jacob give rise to a generation where his own children will deceive him, just like he deceived his father. Jacob's sons will eventually tell him that his son Joseph is dead when he's alive and well. When we bless our children on Shabbat, we say, may God inspire you to live like Ephraim and Manasseh. We pray for our children to be like Ephraim and Manasseh because they are the very first brothers in all of Genesis that do not fight and deceive each other. They are the generation and individuals who alter their behavior, unlike all the ancestors that came before them. Generation upon generation repeat the same behaviors if we do not make a concerted effort to alter how we behave. Because how we act reverberates for generations, both the good and the bad. This week, Elisa and I, we celebrated our anniversary. And we reflected upon those Orthodox couples that we saw in the park and upon this week's Parsha. And we asked each other the same question we ask every single year, right before High Holy Days and during our anniversary. How do you feel in our relationship? And then we talk about the behaviors that we can do to hopefully get us to the emotional state we're aiming for. If we're feeling good about the relationship and cared about, then the next question is, why? What did I do to make you feel that way? And what do I need to continue doing? And when we talk about areas of growth, we address what behaviors we need to add or work on or getting rid of because they're not helping us. We are constantly using our emotions as a thermostat, but we know we cannot push the needle of that thermostat without actively rubbing sticks together and starting a fire. Warmth, it doesn't just happen. It takes work. Regardless of how Jacob and Esau felt about each other, when Jacob deceived his father and his brother, Jacob moved the needle. And that is how he will be remembered, by what he did. My challenge for all of us during the Shabbat the Shabbat told out.
The Shabbat, when we think of the generations, is to talk to those which we hold closest to us in our lives. Talk about how we can behave to bring us closer and become deeply conscious that how we behave today will reverberate for generations to come. While each of us emulate the behaviors that we saw growing up, we are the ones that now choose how the generations will behave that come after us. Shabbat Shalom.